What does it really mean for us to experience the resurrection of Jesus Christ? You know, Jesus rose from the dead, literally, historically. But it's, it can seem sometimes a little arbitrary for us. You know, we come to Mass on Easter Sunday, we have a meal together, we go on with life. Because we, we haven't died yet, thanks be to God. But what does it really mean for us who are living to experience, at least symbolically, the resurrection of Christ? And I heard a line the other day, I've been meditating on this all, all Lent, and I think it encapsulates the power of the resurrection, in a sense. The only way to be happy is to love. Unless you love, your life will flash you by. Sounds cliche, something you'd find on a Hallmark card. But within that statement is the secret to the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ and our own resurrection in life. Because Jesus didn't redeem us just by dying. Because he was God, he went to death and he rose again. That's not what redeemed us. It's because he loved us even unto death as a complete gift to his Father and for our salvation unto the end. That was the power of the resurrection. What that means, at least symbolically and experimentally, I think, is that love has the power to resurrect us. The only way to be happy is to love. And unless you love, your life will flash you by. So what's that look like? I met a woman recently who I think her life encapsulates that in her story in a way that better way I can ever explain in, through a syllogism. You know, her husband, after 20 years of marriage one day, died in a tragic accident. And there was no goodbye, there was no solace, there was no preparation. Just one day, 20 some years after marriage, he was gone. She was left to raise all of her kids by herself after that. And all she could, she told me all she could do to endure every day was just try to bring, pick up the piece, broken pieces of her life and slowly move forward the best that she could. And that's not just a death of a person, right? That's a symbolic death of a way of life. That's a paschal mystery. That's a, the paschal mystery is life, passion, death, resurrection. Problem is, not everyone makes it to the resurrection in life. We all know that. Like, at times, things can fall apart so much around us that we don't know how to pick up the broken pieces of our life to find ourselves on the other end. That's why it's a real drama. Am I going to make it through this? Will I find the resurrection? Well, all she said, she told me the only thing that she could do at one point she picked up a rosary and she started praying the rosary every day. She didn't even know what to ask for. So every day praying the rosary, inviting God into her place where she was at that time. She said one day she was just sitting in her kitchen and all of a sudden, in an instant, she had a sort of a resurrection experience. She said all the pain that she'd been carrying within her, all her suffering, the regret, the memories of her husband, the fears of what she was going through in her life and what it would become, all of it welled up in an instant and was transformed into gratitude. She said she just began to cry, thinking about how much she loved her husband 
how much she loved her children, how much she loved the time that they had together, and how much she loved God for giving her the gift of her life, even though it didn't work out the way that she wanted it to. And she said, when she began to love her life, the good and the bad all together, all of a sudden, everything within her was transformed into a resurrection. It was that love that carried her from her passion and her death into a new resurrection of life, into a new birth. The only way to be happy is to love. Unless you love, your life will flash you by. I think we're all looking for the resurrection in our life. Because we all know what suffering is. We all know what it's like when things fall apart in life. Whether it be relationships or family or divorce or jobs or our health or our finances. And that's life. Life is a continually fighting against the things that are falling apart and trying to find our way to a resurrection. And that's why stories are so attractive to us. And every story is a reflection of the Paschal mystery of a life, we're introduced to a character, we see them in their natural state, some crisis happen, things fall apart, there's a death, there's chaos, and then we watch them through the drama to try to find their way to a new resurrection in the third act. That's every story, unless it's a Quentin Tarantino film, that all the rules are off, all out of order and everybody dies at the end, but that's why he's unique. But every great story has those three acts, life, a passion and a denouement of redemption on the other side when the character discovers himself in a new way in light of what has fallen apart in his life. So the question is, why are we so naturally attracted to that structure? It's because that's our life. Our life is the Paschal mystery of Jesus Christ. It's living it's going through suffering. It's dying to parts of our life and our past that we can't hold on to. And then rediscovering ourselves in a new resurrection. But there's also a real danger that we face in every one of our passion, in every one of our deaths. And that's to die with the things that die around us. That's why it's a drama. Because that's a real possibility. And we know that. Right? That's what Medusa is. You look in her face in the morning... No, not in the morning. Anytime you look at her face with all the snakes coming out of it, right? She represents chaos and suffering. And it means if you look too deep into that, it can turn you to stone. It can turn your heart to stone even while you're still alive. And that's the real threat that suffering has to us in life. That we never make it through to the resurrection. And if our life is a Paschal mystery and the danger along our journey from life to death to rebirth is never making it to that resurrection, I can tell you that the greatest truth I have come to believe, not because I read it in a book, because I've seen it so many times in other people's lives and in my own life, is that the greatest means to make it from death to resurrection is love. The more you love in the midst of your passion, it becomes the very vehicle to take you into a new birth. And that's no cliche platitude. It's the most real thing in this world. Love is what carries us from 
passion, death, to resurrection. And that's why the only way to be happy, the only way to resurrect is to love. And unless you love, your life will flash you by. You think about that. That woman, she had all the reason to be resentful and bitter and angry at God and angry at life and the lot that she received. But what happens when you, when you wallow away in resentment and bitterness? The world just keeps going on without you. You freeze. You just you get stuck. And what took her through that passion was she had to decide to love everything in her life in the midst of the broken. And the moment that she did that, it was transformed into resurrection. I met a young man a while back. He said that for years, for like 10 years, he never spoke to his father. Because when he was a little boy, his father left his family. So he, he grew up without him. And he, he grew up with a deep bitterness against him. You know, he said, but he was like, it was like being numb. You just get used to living without him. It just doesn't matter anymore. His father tried to reach out to him later on in life. And he came to me and said that he didn't want anything to do with it. He said, I, when, he, when I needed him most, he wasn't there. So why go back to him now? I don't need him anymore. Boy, he, this guy went, he went to pray. And when he was in prayer, God said to him, Go back to your father. Love your father. Forgive your father. And there was a wrestling because he didn't want to, right? He didn't want to open himself up to that pain again. But what he realized is that if he did not go back to his father, if he didn't choose to love his father in the midst of the brokenness of their life, then that piece of his heart that could only be redeemed by his father would never come back to life. He had to choose to love in the midst of the broken, in the midst of the chaos. And he said as soon as he went back and they rekindled the, the little bit of the relationship they, they still had, he said it was like a new birth. First time he felt like a kid again. But he had to choose to love in the midst of the broken, his life as it was in order to reach that resurrection. And that's the essence of who Jesus Christ was for us. Jesus Christ, the Son of God who came to save us from our sins. He of all people had more reason to be resentful and bitter and angry at humanity. When at the end of his life he was rejected and betrayed and abandoned by even his closest apostles. And yet what did he do on the last night of the supper? Right as he was going to his passion and his death. He transformed the greatest act of evil the world has ever committed, the killing of God himself, into the greatest act of love that the world has ever seen, that has become now the source of our worship every time we come to Mass. Take this and eat of it. This is my body given up for you. This is my blood poured out for you. He transformed it all into a gift. And now the Eucharist is thanksgiving. That's what the Eucharist means. And it's the place we come to take all of our suffering, all of our pains, all the chaos of life, and transform it into a gift to God, and thereby experience in our own chaos and suffering a piece of that redemption. That's the power of love.
It transforms everything into gratitude, a gift, and from it, resurrection. One of my favorite characters of all time, Father Zosima from Dostoevsky's Brothers Karamazov, is one of the most iconic characters of literary history. And he's this old monk, and you just see him at the end of his life. He's one of the most holy monks in Russia. And all of his disciples are around him at the end of his life, and he's on his deathbed. And they're asking him just for one more word. Give us one more word to carry us on after you leave. How are we to live our life? And he's sitting there and he's like, he's almost gazing into eternity as if he's looking into the essence of it all. And he says to them, Brothers, have no fear of men's sin. Love a man even in his sin, for that is the semblance of divine love and is the highest love on earth. Love all God's creation, the whole and every grain of sand in it. Love everything. If you love everything, you will perceive the divine mystery in things. Once you perceive it, you will begin to comprehend it better every single day. And little by little, you will come at last to love the whole world with an all-embracing love. You want to experience the resurrection, the power of the resurrection in your own life. You have to do the hardest thing possible for us. You have to love everything. Not as you wish that it was, not in fantasy and idealism, but as it is in reality. Love your life as it is. Love your history, the good and the bad, as it is. Love your family, as weird as they may be. Love your spouse, even though they're just as messed up as you are. Love your mother, love your father, in spite of all their shortcomings. Love your country, love America, and don't be ashamed of her. Love the Catholic Church in the midst of all the scandals that we see in the world today. Love your priests, in spite of all their imperfections. Love yourself. Love the color of your skin. Love your gender. Love your body. Love your life. Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Love Jesus Christ and his every word in the Gospels, even when it's not acceptable to the world. Unless you love, your life will flash you by. Family will flash by. Marriage will flash by. Friends will flash by. Hope will flash by. Resurrection will flash by. The only way to be happy is to love. And to the degree that we love our life to the very end, we too can experience the power of the Paschal Mystery and the reality of the Resurrection in our own lives, and with it, the salvation of our souls. And that's what Easter is all about.